Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all. Last night I was on the phone with one of my friends from college and she told me that there's a running joke at her office about her and the copy machine. Basically, anytime there's a new copy machine on site and there's any confusion at all about how it works, her coworkers laugh and joke and say, don't worry, she's already read the manual. I'm sure she knows what to do. Well, we laughed for a minute And she said, I mean, it takes me 20 minutes, but it ends up saving me so much more time than that. And that got me thinking that now that summer's upon us, it's a perfect time to talk to you about doing less and what that can look like when it comes to parenting, what that can do for you and for your family. It's one of those funny things. It can feel like reading the copy machine manual and that sometimes it requires a little more effort at the beginning, but it pays off massively in the long run. You kind of have to be on to your brain and be able to recognize when your brain is telling you it's too much extra work and it's not worth it because that's just your brain trying to keep you safe and all it does is keep you stuck in the way you're already doing things when it could be easier just by making a different choice. Other times, doing less as a parent is more about learning to allow everything to progress at its own rate rather than jumping into action. So what does it actually look like, this whole thing of doing less as a parent? It definitely doesn't mean ignoring your kids. It just means thinking strategically and knowing when to step back and when to step up and invest more time now to give yourself more time later. There is an element of analysis involved in that sense. You have to consider all the things you do day to day as a parent and decide what's really working for your family and what you'd like to let go of. For example, if you're trying to teach your kids to be more independent, but you're in constant power struggles with them about getting dressed every day, that's worth reevaluating. It's not a good use of your time, and it's not helping your relationship. You'd all be better served by supporting them with dressing. And by that I mean being present and helping break it down into steps asking them to try first, and then helping them if they need it. And from there, investing your energy in modifying the environment so that it supports their independence in other ways. Maybe you set up a breakfast station so they can take care of themselves for breakfast, or you store their snacks within reach or you make their art supplies visible and easy to access so they don't have to remember that they have art supplies and then ask for your help in getting them out. 
Okay, that said, I want to talk today about five specific areas in which you can do less to create more space, more calm, and more connection. Are you ready? First up is activities. I'm talking about outside of the house, structured activities, including birthday parties. They can be a fantastic way to break up your routine, right? But they can also create a lot of friction, a lot of dysregulation, a lot of stress, and they reduce the amount of downtime that is available to your child. And that can be a problem if your child is one who needs extra time to process the events of their day, extra time to regroup before they enter into a new activity. So when you think about your child's activities, consider that fewer is often better and ask yourself these questions. What is the investment level here? Is this something that my child is excited about and invested in? Is this something I'm invested in because I need to create more space for myself? How much energy will I have to invest in making this happen and is it worth it? How familiar is the environment for your child and how big of a challenge will it be for them to adapt to the new environment? These are important questions to consider. If your child struggles to adapt to new environments and new social groups, participating in multiple extracurriculars might not be for them. Focus instead on uncovering and supporting their interests and getting them involved in activities they're actually truly interested in. And consider that regular unstructured outdoor adventures may be a better fit for them than highly structured activities. Okay? Next up, I want to invite you to do less planning. This might sound contradictory. I mean, I'm encouraging you to put thought into the activities your child participates in, but planning encompasses so much more than just that. And there's so much unnecessary planning. Think hours spent on Pinterest, carefully curated craft projects, rigid schedules. You can let go of all of that. Some questions to consider here include, what's the bare minimum I need to plan for our week? How can our plans be more flexible? What can I plan that's easy to execute? Another way to think about your family plans that will help you do less planning is to think of them as creating a rough outline of how you want your days to flow, not a rough draft. Leave space to fill in blanks and make changes so you're using less energy executing your plans and less energy revising them. Area number three where you can do less is entertaining your child. Now, this is one of those front-loaded time investments. If you want to spend less time entertaining your child, you have to create more opportunities for them to entertain themselves. 
And that sounds like more work, like more planning, right? But it doesn't have to be. Nothing has to be Pinterest worthy. It just has to be high interest. It might mean building a quick block structure with animal toys or cars positioned around it in an interesting way before you go to bed. Or it might be leaving a coloring book or some Play-Doh out where they can find it, where you're sure they'll find it. And when they do find it, actually using that time to get something done. I highly recommend using it to wash dishes, especially if your child isn't used to playing independently for long periods of time. Because washing the dishes does take a little bit of time but it's not that long and it's also something that's pretty easy to stop and come back to if your child loses interest or if they need you to come help them with something. Another way to support them in playing independently is to help them get started with a sensory experience. Let them get messy, let them get wet. If your child doesn't mind squishy or sticky textures, Clay is a great one. I love clay because it offers more resistance than Play-Doh and ultimately there's so much more you can do with it. And you can use water to keep it going without having to deal with crumbly weird Play-Doh. But if you're looking for really simple, water is a great way to go. You can set up bins of water, you can do water play outside in the bathtub. There are so many options. All right, so that's number three. Set yourself up to do less entertaining of your child this summer. Number four is a little bit of a shift, and that's do less intervening. Intervening, whether it's in conflicts with siblings or simply a cautionary measure when your child is taking a risk, is an energy drain because it requires you to be super vigilant. It also takes the opportunity to solve their own problems or test their own limits away from your child. Now, I'm not saying you should never intervene, just that you should do it less. Try to limit it to times when there's a true safety concern or when you can tell that your child has hit their limit and they really do need your help it's probably less often than you think. And even if you just set an intention to ask them if they feel safe in what they're doing, or if they would like help before you rush in and help them, it's going to help you limit unnecessary interventions and it's going to give them a chance to develop their own resourcefulness. Finally, as you're working on intervening less, I'd also encourage you to work on insisting less. If you can catch yourself insisting that they clean their plate or insisting that they dress themselves or clean their room independently, and instead simply ask yourself, is this really necessary and might they benefit from some support here? It's going to help you discern where you want to hold your ground and where you can let go. 
Most parents have very high standards for their kids. They think this is a good thing, that it's helping their kids be good humans. But more often than not, these standards aren't developmentally appropriate, and they're creating more conflict, more power struggles than anything else. To summarize, then, we've looked at five different areas where you can do less as a parent. Activities, planning, entertaining your child, intervening, and insisting. I would start by picking the one that you tend to do the most of and doing a little bit less. See where that gets you. Treat it like an experiment. And know that changes like this aren't always easy to make. If you find yourself really struggling with any of these, that's what I'm here for. You can go to my website, partneredpath.com, click on coaching and schedule a free consultation to explore what working together would look like. Okay, I hope your summer is off to a good start. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Are you fired up to make change in your family? Ready to change course and stick to it? You're gonna wanna get on my email list. It's like a direct line to my brain sent straight to you every week. It's helped my clients start making changes before they even get on a call with me. Sign up and get any of my free resources, link in the show notes.